Here's what's coming up on today's show. The will and the estate, but I, I would do it while you're still alive and, and to watch them enjoy it. That's a, that's a blessing you're, you're giving them, but do it while you're alive and watch them enjoy it. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Welcome into Perfect Game Retirement. Glad to have you on the show today. This is not a topic I think that you would expect financial advisor to talk about, but uh, we've got a little counterintuitive advice for you today. Why you should not invest in a 401k, Ryan. We're not saying that's definitely what you shouldn't do, but we're going to kind of play devil's advocate a bit today. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit of clickbait where people are like, what in the world? Uh, so maybe maybe they'll they'll click on it like every other headline that tries to lure you into uh, to clicking on it. But I mean, it, I, I do think there are some reasons why you should not. It doesn't mean you shouldn't invest, but yeah, we'll get into details on that. Yeah, we'll have reasons for why you should not. And we'll explain those here in the course of the show. But it's not like, Ryan, we're saying, hey, you should carry a bunch of debt in retirement. <laughs> like, it's not like there are reasons here. It's not just uh, something to grab your attention. But we're glad it did. And we're glad you're here on the show today. Ryan, how's everything else going for you? Yeah, good. I mean, summer's uh, summer's winding winding down. And at the recording of this podcast, um, you know, we're still we're still not close to, to school starting, but hopefully by the time this is airing, we'll we'll be out in Oregon at the national national track meet for for my son. That's at the end of July. So fingers crossed um, he'll he'll make that like he did last year and see how he does. But even if he doesn't, we're still going to go out there because I would love to see University of Oregon. Uh, that track meet's going to be awesome anyway. So it'd be cool for him to watch. But you know, Nike being out there. I've just never been to that part of the country, uh, seeing the coast out there. So it'll, it'll be a, a cool trip. And he, even my son was like, well, what if I don't, what if I don't make it? I'm like, it's fine, son. We're, we're still going to go. Uh, maybe some of your teammates will be there. We'll go support them. But I just didn't want him to think we have uh, a whole lot of pressure on him to, to make it just so we're going. But it takes a lot of planning on that stuff. So we just went ahead and, and, and planned that stuff out. So hopefully he's going. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he is. And looking forward to another update uh, from you on that and hopefully he continues to have a lot of success as he uh makes his maybe carves his own path over it could be it could be i love it man do it do it because he wants to not because i not because i played a, a different sport but it, it tracks definitely up there it's ahead of baseball <laughs> yeah for sure all right well again today is a little bit of a different approach to what we usually talk about we're but we want to explain why a 401k, and it is a great investment vehicle for many people. It's the best way to save for retirement. It's got so many benefits, tax advantages, and uh, you can get a good return on your contributions over time as well. But it may not always be the optimal choice. With everything in financial planning, there are tons of tools that might be great for someone and not for you and vice versa. So you want to understand exactly what you're getting into and if it is the best fit for you today. So we're going to take a different approach in the 401k and talk about why you might not want to invest in this. So we got seven different reasons here, Ryan. We'll talk through them. Uh, let's start off with you know, one that seems pretty clear. If you don't have an emergency fund, maybe it's best to pull some of that money that you would put in a 401k and start there. Yeah, I mean, obviously being Ramsey Advisors, I mean, he's big on big on the emergency fund and, and having that in place. And, you know, you'll get a lot of people arguing that, oh, I'm missing out on the match and that compounding interest and, you know, it's going to be worth a whole lot more one day. Yeah, it's I know it's math. I get it. I can do math. Um, I understand the concept of compound interest and quote unquote free money uh, from your employer. But, you know, it, I did read a stat the other day about, you know, if somebody 
uh, had a emergency larger than $500 that most Americans would have to put it on their credit card. That's, that's sad to me that you can't cover a $500 quote unquote emergency or something that's not in the budget. So having an emergency fund, it just, it, it makes life a little bit less stressful, a less, less paycheck to paycheck. And then when you do have those things that happen, you're, you have the money there to pay for it and just replenish it. So I understand where people are coming from, but you definitely got to have some sort of emergency fund in place. Um, before you do that 401k. And how much, remind me, what is your kind of uh, general guidance in terms of emergency fund in terms of how much you want to save? Yeah, a lot depends on family structure as far as if you're single or if you're married. Um, Obviously single, I I would be more on the six month side of expenses. Um, If you're married and you have two incomes, okay, maybe, you know, maybe more along the three month side. Now it depends if there's a huge disparity in income, if there is a huge disparity between one spouse and the other. Okay. Maybe you go more toward, you know, the six month side, but, um, and then maybe if you have a stay at home parent, uh, I'd probably be closer to the six month side of expenses. So it kind of varies. It ranges in there, but job security is another thing in there. You know, if you're a teacher or, you know, those pretty, pretty high, um, retention rates. So you may not need a six month emergency fund. So if you're a high commission, high quota person, then, okay, you may want to be on the more on the six month side of things. All right. Here's another one. And I'm curious to kind of get your thoughts on this one. But uh, the reason being, if your employer doesn't match contributions, maybe you don't want to put money into a 401k. Now, is that just altogether or is that more you don't want to go beyond maybe what the employer matches or if it doesn't have one? What are you considering Mm -hmm. there? Yeah. And this is not too uncommon. Uh, there's a lot of expenses since COVID that businesses can cut out and, and matching contributions are some of them. So if they don't have a match, a lot dep- there's a lot of caveats here. I'm not saying not to, to invest in the 401k. A lot depends on your investment options. Uh, if, if they do have a match, it's a no-brainer. I mean, you, you're, it's, it's not wise if you don't at least go up to what the employer match is. So if it's the employer matches 4%. If you put in five, put in five. I mean, get the full match. Uh, that's, that is free money, quote unquote. Um, it, it, as long as you show up and stay there for a while, that, that money's yours. Uh, and the employer puts it on your behalf. So if they don't have a match, it depends on the plan. It depends on the investment selections. I've seen great plans. I've seen terrible plans. Even huge employers that you think their 401k plan would be great is not. Uh, I've seen bad ones out there with the investment selection. So a lot of that depends. One area where I fully endorse people to contribute to a 401k who don't have a match are people who have access to a Roth 401k, especially if you're over the income thresholds of contributing to a Roth IRA. Roth IRA, there's income thresholds. You make too much money, you can't put money in. The maximum contribution to a Roth is six, a Roth IRA is $6,500 for those under the age of 50, 7,500 those over the age of 50. But inside of a 401k, it's almost three times that that you can put in there. So if you make too much money and you have access to a Roth 401k, no brainer, put your money in the Roth 401k because you can put a ton of money in there. It's just a lot more than what you can put in the Roth IRA. So that's kind of the only exception. If you only have access to a pre-tax um, with no match, then I can make an argument that uh, there's pl- better places to put that money. Okay. We're talking about reasons why you might not invest in a 401k. Here's one that's right up your alley as a D- Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro. But if you are swimming in debt, it's best probably to take care of that first, right? Yeah. I mean, that's 
that's that is pretty cut and dry, uh, especially if it's consumer debt. Um, obviously, leave the mortgage out of that. That uh, that doesn't really apply. But consumer debt, student loan, car, credit cards, yeah, get rid of that stuff, and then then you can put even more into that four hundred one k and catch up. All right, so an easy one to work through there. All right, what about taxes? If you're worried about the future tax increases, why would it maybe be a good idea to not put money into a four hundred one k right now? Yeah, this is a big one that uh, that we talk a lot with clients. Now you may be in a very high tax bracket now. But depending on how much savings you have and how much income you're going to have in retirement, I can make an argument that you're going to be almost in the same tax bracket. Maybe you'll be in the less, uh, excuse me, lower tax bracket, but that's why 401ks going in pre-tax were so popular in the early 80s when these things were started because tax rates were much, 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 much higher than they are now. So the rationale is put it in when you're in a higher tax bracket, get the tax savings, then take it out in retirement when you're in a lower tax bracket. Makes perfect sense. It's Anyone can, can rationalize that. But now as tax rates continue to go down, sometimes that tax savings really isn't that much of a benefit. And, and all that money grows tax deferred, so you don't pay taxes on it, and then you pay taxes on it in retirement. And that can affect a whole lot more. Your taxable income affects Medicare premiums. It affects your Social Security benefit. It's just a spill down your 1040 tax form with taxable income. So if you're in a, a 10 or 12%, even a 22% tax bracket right now, I can make an argument to not put money into a 401k and invest it in a brokerage account because there's how you navigate the tax code now versus later. A, a low tax bracket now will probably be in the same, if not lower, when you get to retirement. All right. So something to consider on that front. All right. What if you no longer work at a company? Why might you not want to keep that money in the 401k? Yeah. I mean, obviously when you're done with that company, you can't contribute to a 401k. So now you have decisions to make. Uh, do you roll that 401k into your new one? You could. That, that is an option. You could technically leave it there. I, that's That would that'd be my last option to leave it with your old employer. So my opinion, it would be either to roll it into the new plan or roll it to an IRA. Uh, that's that's pretty much an, an easy uh, choice, but just trying to track that. Because the problem is with an old 401k, it's with your old employer. You can keep it there if you want to, if the account balance is high enough. If your account balance is low, they usually want you out of there um, and, and they'll send you information on how to roll this over somewhere else. Um, but I've seen it. I've seen it so many times that companies change providers. They change, they get bought out. Um, and then going back and tracking that down, uh, you move and you don't get current statements. You don't update that stuff. It's a disaster. So if you have an old 401k, 99 times out of 100, roll it into the new one or roll it over to a rollover IRA. It's just It just makes so much more sense. You'll keep track of it. God forbid something happens to you. So much easier to uh, track that down for the people that you leave behind. All right, a couple more reasons why you might not want to invest in a 401k. And you got to think about liquidity, right? Because when you put your money in these retirement accounts, you, you should do so with the thought that, hey, this is going to be there until I get retired. So if you're going to need any of that money before retirement, that's something you want to take into account. Yes, and that's kind of from my previous point on number four, talking about if future tax rates go up. But saving in a after-tax brokerage account, whether it's titled in your name or jointly titled with you and your spouse, that's an account that you can access at any time. You don't have to be a certain age. And so sometimes I nickname it the bridge account because it bridges that gap between if you want to retire early 
And then when that retirement age, when you can start taking money out penalty free, not necessarily tax free, but penalty free. So there's some, there's some nuances there. If you are 56 years old, let's say, and you want to retire, well, you want to leave that money in your 401k because you don't pay a 10% penalty. You can be 55 years old and take money out of a 401k if you are retired. You don't pay that 10% penalty. Now, if it's all pre-tax, you still pay federal and state income taxes if you live in a state that is has a state income tax. But you want to think about that. Uh, if you retire before 55, then which is really early, but hey, more power to you if you're able to do that. That's where you need to, to save in a non-qualified, is what they call it, a non-qualified account, like a, a brokerage account or an individual account, and save as much money as you can in there and you pull that money out. There's some potential taxes there, but you don't pay taxes again on the amount that you put in. That's your, that's your principal or your what they call cost basis. So your cost basis is what you put in. Anything over that, depending on how long you've had the investment, you could pay short-term or long-term capital gains. Long-term capital gains are much more tax efficient than short-term capital gains, and there's ways to control that. But that's how you take that money out until you get to age of 55 if the money's still in a 401k. Or if it's in IRAs, you can take that money out at 59 and a half. All right, last one here, Ryan, is if you have concerns about the structure of the plan, so flexibility, investment options, fees, expenses, then maybe you shouldn't invest. But I think it's a great reason, right? But I don't know, do a lot of people look that closely at that or just, because to me, I always just assume, oh, the 401k is there by my employer. It must be good. I'm going to start putting money into it. No, that's a great, that's a great point. Uh, so no, to answer your question, no, most people don't, don't comb through the plan document or the plan summary. That's kind of my job. Uh, we have to look at plan summaries and plan documents. Most people don't even know those documents exist. It's basically... Uh, the plan document is is a, a very lengthy document explaining the plan in its entirety. So you want to take a look at that. You want to see kind of the nuances of the plan. You want to see the investment options. You want to see the internal fees that are being paid because there's fees there. There are. There's a, a record keeper who holds the money. There's probably be an advisor on on the account. And then you have a third-party administrator. So there's there's internal expenses going on. A lot of times people just don't know what those are. Um, there is a avenue that more and more advisory firms are using, and we are just starting to use this, is basically managing people's 401k while it's still at the uh, 401k provider that they're using, but we're able to manage it. I'm not going to go into the nuances of that, but there's kind of a backdoor way that you can contribute to a 401k and then have different investment options and have our firm basically manage that. So that's a, that's a pretty new phenomenon, if you will. And if some plans don't need it, but some plans you take a look at and say, Oh gosh, well, we can do this, um, it, you know, for the, for a relatively same cost and then have more investment options. So that, that could be a thing moving forward. Uh, we just kind of signed on to do that. Um, but it, it could be an option if a plan is, is really bad and they offer, they have that ability to, for us to manage that for them. All right. Well, very good. Kind of look at what the 401k could do for you, but also maybe not benefit you as much. But again, before you decide anything, it's always great to have a plan, think through and have a reason for what you're doing, what you're investing in, what you're not, and make sure you understand everything about where your money's going. Again, if you haven't done that or want to get more insight from Ryan, you can schedule your retirement coach 360 session online right now. Just visit blackoakam.com. 
or you can call 470-508-0508. Got a couple of questions to run by you today here on the podcast, Ryan. First one I've got from Doug. I just got a raise at work, which is great. Only downside is that I now make too much money to put into my Roth this year. I liked having that tax-free growth in the Roth, but now that's off the table. Where should I invest this money instead? Great question, Doug. And it kind of touches on a point that we talked about earlier. So first thing is double, triple check that you have or don't have access to a Roth inside your 401k. That would be most ideal. The reason being is because there are no income limits inside a Roth 401k. You can make as much money as you can and it doesn't matter. An outside Roth IRA, like we talked about before, there are income thresholds. So good for you that you make more money. Uh, so good problem to have, good problem to navigate. Um, so Roth 401k is the first option. Second option, you probably heard of a term, Doug, called a backdoor Roth. Now, there's some nuances here, but this let me talk about it at a high level. If you do not have a traditional IRA or a rollover IRA with any money in it, what you want to do is open a traditional IRA. What you can do is you can put the maximum contribution inside that account. If there's no money in there, so put in 6,500 in there, depending on how old you are, Doug, you can put 6,500 in there and then do a quote unquote backdoor Roth. It goes from the traditional because it's non-deductible because you make too much money. It goes from the traditional and it goes immediately to the Roth and you can do that penalty-free, tax-free. Now, if you already have an IRA or a traditional IRA or rollover IRA, eh, it's not that clean and easy. You can still do it. It's not very tax efficient. I'm not going to go into a ton of detail on that, but so there are a couple nuances there to be able to do it. And if none of those apply to you, then hey, still save some money, put it in a brokerage account. It could function similar to a Roth one day, depending on what tax bracket you're in. It's still not a Roth, but depending on what tax bracket you are in retirement, there's ways to navigate capital gains taxes, um, depending on what your federal income tax bracket is. So there's kind of ways and nuances there. It's not not like a traditional, uh, excuse me, not like a Roth IRA, but it's it can be close depending on your tax bracket. So try the Roth 401k. If that doesn't work, look into a backdoor Roth. Great question, Doug. Thanks for sending it in. You can send yours in, blackoakam.com. Got one more from Catherine. She said, should I give some money to my kids and grandkids while I'm still alive or just let them inherit everything when I die? I'd like to see them enjoy it while I'm still around, but I'm willing to wait and give it to them as an inheritance if that's actually a better idea. No, go with your gut, Catherine. Give it give it away while you're alive. I mean, that, I just that's what I would do. Um, I, I can kind of put myself in your shoes and because you can, I mean, once you gift it, it's, their, it's theirs. Um, but you can somewhat control that it, it, to some degree. You can kind of put parameters on it if you want. Uh, depends on how you handle that situation. But I, I think giving away money while you're alive because I, I've seen people spend inheritance money and it's the quickest dollar ever spent for some people. And it's, it's spent on things like, really, <laughs> this person saved their entire life. Now it's your money. I mean, that's, that's the request of, of the, the will and the estate, but I, I would do it while you're still alive and, and to watch them enjoy it. And I bet you, Catherine, you're still going to have money left over that they can, they can have in an inheritance as well. So that's a, that's a blessing you're, you're giving them, but do it while you're alive and watch them enjoy it. Thanks for that question, Catherine. Uh, great to be thinking about that right now as well. All right. We'll close out that uh, the mailbag now. And if you have something for us, we'd love to hear from you. But if you want to call Ryan directly, I also encourage you to do that at 470-508-0508. But as always, the easiest way to do so 
is just log on blackoakam.com and schedule that retirement coach 360 session online now. All right, Ryan, always a pleasure talking to you. And I love the, uh, the different approach to this 401k because everybody assumes it's the perfect way to save for retirement, but there's reasons why you might not. So hopefully if anybody has questions, they'll reach out and we'll talk again soon. All right. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.